Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Coming up on episode five of The Chase for 28, come on DJ, pump that party. DJ LeMayhu has re-signed. Corey Kluber joining the Yankees? And we're going to talk about arbitration. The next stop is 161st Street, Yankee Stadium. They win the final game, 5-2, to two, to remain the baseball champions of the world. The Yankees, with this 9 to nothing crutcher, have won their 17th World Series. And there it is, the New York Yankees are the winners, and Bob Turley is small and congratulated by his teammates. The Yankees win 13-5, and once again are world champions. The Yankees win their 21st World Series. Chris Nessie, AJ Bianco, Chase for 28, Episode 5. It's a big day. We're recording this on Friday, January 15th. AJ, it happened. You were wrong. I was right. DJ LeMahieu, back in the Bronx. I am always wrong. So that'll that'll just be the theme of the season. So anything I say, take it to the bank and do the opposite. <laughs> so we are excited. As of this morning, we both woke up to overnight text message. Well, I woke up to a message from you, so I don't know where you got the information, but it's out there. LeMahieu signs a, as our notes say, reported six-year, $90 million deal. Yes. So on this Friday morning, I woke up about 5.30. I was listening to the morning show on, on ESPN Radio, and they reported that JP Morosi from the MLB Network had tweeted something about DJ LeMahieu. I said, all right, let me see what this is. And I looked at it. I was like, huh? DJ? Tentative agreement? And then I saw later in the day, it was about 7.30, almost 8 o'clock in the morning, where I saw it was a six-year, sorry, it was like more like more like 10 o'clock, actually. Sorry. Six-year, $90 million deal. That is unbelievable to me. Such an amazing steal. The first thought yes. I had, the first thought I had, honestly, he polo kneeled us. Dude just wanted to be a Yankee. And, and you know what? I, I think that works because uh, as I read things throughout the day, he was only looking for $90 million for the contract. So all those other reports of $100 million, $125 million, again, take take Twitter for what it's worth. It's Twitter. <laughs> uh, go, go ahead. No, I heard a lot of I heard a lot of other teams were throwing money at him that were just like they they were throwing some good numbers at him. Like I, I heard the Blue Jays were throwing four years, seventy eight mil. Um, I don't know if the Mets made an offer, but the Blue Jays I think were the biggest competition. You know, seventy eight million obviously is less than ninety, but for those four years, you know, it kind of evens out a little bit. But ninety mil, he wanted Josh Donaldson money, who got ninety two million for four years. But this guy's going to compete for a championship for, I, I as a Yankee fan, I don't know if it's going to be all six years, but he's going to be competing for a championship for a good majority of those years, and, and he's still in the Bronx. 
I would agree. And the other thing that I learned about this deal was he got the money he wanted. And in order for the Yankees to give him that money, they needed to give him years. So rather than 90 for four, 90 for six. So he got, you know, he, he commits to the six year deal. And AJ, I, part of this kind of irks me where it, it was made public that it was about the luxury tax. And this allows the Yankees to have a lower annual salary. So his contract is $15 million a year mm-hmm. for the next six, mm-hmm. which basically Hal is avoiding paying the luxury tax. And I'm sorry, I will always default to the Yankees can pretty much print money. So I don't know why the luxury tax gets in the way. I'm a Yankee fan like that. I understand. And I don't want to say I'm anti-owner because I'm not, you know, they're the ones who are, who are making these moves. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I agree with you. The Yankees print money between the stadium and the brand and the merchandise. I'm sure they're making money more than they can count. But there's got to be something. And I'm really thinking this more and more. There's got to be something with this pandemic that the season really messed up a lot of the books for a lot of teams. And I don't know if the tax just hits them too hard because they're not making that income without fans in the stands. I don't think they really know what's going to happen a month from now. In in a month from now, pitchers and catchers report. That's true. But we're about 30 days out. Just about. So I don't, I don't, look, I'm with you. I feel like you're a baseball team. You're an organization that is well known. You have the network. You have everything else. You've got to have money. But I can't speak for that. So I, I was, I was upset. I'm glad they made the deal. Let's move on. Yeah. And so, I mean, what we're looking at here, so again, it's a six-year deal. So he will be, this season in 2021, it will be his age 32 season. So we have him for age 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37. The Yankees are going to get their money's worth in the first four years of this deal. Yeah. I mean... and. Again, if we go back, I think maybe episode one or two, where we talked about a deal like this it, it, later later in his career, you figure right now, what is he? A 350 to 360 hitter? The end of his career, him tailing off might be him hitting 320, 310. I'll take that. I'll sign up for that. As long as he sprays the ball all over the field, I got no problem paying him when he's 36, 37 years old. In, in two seasons with the Yankees, 195 games, his split as a 32-year-old was 336, 386, 536. So batting average, 336. Was on base plus slugging? All those different numbers, right? That's a slash, a slash ratings, whatever they are. Look, put it, put it, put, let's, say, let's say this, okay? He led the American League in batting average, 364 this year. On base percentage, 421. And OPS at 1.011 in 2020. That was this year. Finished third in the AL MVP this year. Finished fourth last year. So we got a guy that's going to make a difference. And I, I think I think he's going to be healthy. I think he's going to play like this up until 35, maybe 36. 37 may be a different story. But, you know, let's 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 get there. Let's get there. Right. And, and, you know, we've seen this before. Uh, I'm not going to throw out player names, but we've seen the Yankees with these big contracts at the end, you know, again, because they can print money, they can dump a guy, they can trade him, you know? So uh, I'm not, I'm not concerned, especially $15 million a year. 
You know, I mean, let's go back in time. Remember Jacoby Ellsbury, right? That, 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 that contract might be the worst contract in team history. His contract just came off the books. Yep. You know, yep. and, and yep. he definitely did, did not live up it. to the hype. And the Yankees ate more than two years off that contract mm-hmm. with him not playing. Mm-hmm. So if DJ LeMahieu isn't cutting it at age 36 and 37, they will find a way to solve that problem. But I, I think that there's a difference. I think I think it's up here. You know, I think it's up in the head. I think um, for those of you listening, AJ's pointing to his. I head. said up in the head. I just said up in the head. <laughs> no, you uh, said up here. I, I said, and then I said <laughs> just rewind the tape, and you'll hear me say up in the head. Um, I, I think DJ is a player that is going to want to produce, and he's going to want to find a way. He's a I, professional, I, right? Absolutely. I think Jacoby Ellsbury was more of a guy who was hurt and didn't really take care of himself after he was hurt that he just knew he was going to get paid. I, I think, because yeah, like every time you heard Ellsbury hurt, I mean, maybe the concussion did it, you know, maybe it was a little fear of the wall and all that kind of stuff, but still, you know, I don't think he had it in him to actually go out there and make himself better. I don't see DJ changing his work ethic. You know, we talked about this when the episodes comes in, sits down. First thing he does, Yankee hat, consummate pro. And he's somebody who, again, over the term of this deal, as the Yankees are bringing in young players over the next six years, he's definitely somebody you want to have in the locker room to have that positive presence, to show that work ethic. And even even to the guys, like before we came on here, you were going through some tweets. You saw the, the, for, the current players right now with shout-outs and love to DJ. You have Glaber Torres putting some out there. Aaron Judge putting some out there. A couple of days ago, uh, Luke Voigt made a video, put it out there. So these guys love and respect him, and they're going to play for him. He is the Let's captain Let's go through right this. Now. Tyler, at Tyler Wade, here's his tweet. Who? Go DJ. That's my DJ. Welcome back. Who's that? Uh, Tyler Wade. I never heard of him. Aaron Judge, quote, let's roll. Excited to have you back in pinstripes at DJ LeMahieu. Glaber Torres, his mood. Just got a little gif of him uh, hugging it out on field with DJ. So, yeah. Obviously, he's well-respected by his teammates. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you see Luke Voigt's tweet? Great, great GIF. It's just the Terminator. It's a GIF. It's the Terminator. Lay machine. La machine. <laughs> La machine. Hey, you know what we didn't do? What didn't we do? Gary Sanchez watch. Gary Sanchez, still a Yankee. And you know what? Gary Sanchez is going to be a Yankee. Yeah. Maybe we can stop Gary Sanchez watch because we'll talk about that a little bit later. Oh, I, I, I got to include a link to this. Uh, at MLB on Fox on Twitter. Their tweet says DJ LeMahieu is not leaving the Bronx, but they got a great little video clip of, uh, I'll have to send this to you and I'll, and I'll put a link to this tweet in the show notes. This is good. <laughs> it's funny. AJ, Sir. that's how the day started. Oh yeah. We here on January going. 15th. We just kept going. Keep running, running and running, running. So apparently late breaking as we sit down to record this episode of the chase for 28, and we wrote this up a little differently because there was some speculation. And now we can kind of confirm that uh, one 34-year-old Corey Kluber, who held a public workout on Wednesday in Florida, is now a New York Yankee. One year being reported at $10 million. Welcome to the Bronx, Corey Kluber. And I'm okay with this. As we were going through, uh, I was going through Twitter before this, before we, before we started recording. There's a lot of negativity for this Corey Kluber signing. And I'm seeing a couple of mixed numbers. Uh, I see one year, ten million. Then I saw uh, Jeff Passan, one year, thirteen million. But I think 
it's the one year 10 million plus incentives. So it could get up to 13, which I know that's a lot of money for Corey Kluber, who hasn't really been a great pitcher for a number of years. But here's my thinking, and I'm going to go with this just because I, I think this could work. Our pitching coach, Blake, was his pitching coach in Cleveland. And I think maybe being reunited with him might spark something. I also saw on the uh, the World Wide Web, uh, it was a picture of Corey Kluber in his Indians uniform with his arm around one Trevor Bauer, basically saying, well, the, the, whoever was tweeting this or Instagram, whatever, hey, let's keep the reuniting going. <laughs> I dig it. I, I'm going, I keep going back and forth with, with Trevor Bauer. I, I understand he had a great season last year. However, horrible season the year before. So maybe he found his niche in the National League. Let him say the National League. I, I like Bauer. I'm okay with him. I don't want to pay him upwards of $25, 30000000 million. If he wants to be a Yankee, I don't know if he necessarily would need that money. And if you're Trevor Bauer, what teams do you want to go to? He wants to go to the Mets. He wants to go to the Yankees. That's what he keeps doing. You keep seeing this. I don't know. Look, he's a great pitcher. He's very talented. But what what are we going to do here? Like I, I don't I don't know, I don't know if that money's right. Let, let's let's flip it for a second here. Now with this, we save a little money on DJ. You know, basically we were talking. You and I have been talking throughout these episodes. Numbers upwards of eighteen, twenty, twenty-two million dollars. He now signs for fifteen. You got a little buffer there. You give it to Corey Kluber. But now, do you take it and do you give it to Tanaka for a one year? I guess now do you do you match Corey Kluber's deal and give him ten mil plus incentives? Like is Tanaka back on the team? Could the Corey Kluber signing remove the signings of a Tanaka or a Paxton? Could you go with a rotation that's got I don't know. I, I think I, I think Paxton. I, I think this probably eliminates Paxton and it eliminates okay. Hap because I see Kluber as the same kind of pitcher as those two guys. Right? Big lefty, throws hard. Nasty stuff. Right? Kluber's a lefty. Am I correct? He's a lefty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it replaces it replaces that. Right? So uh, I don't I don't know if he's the number two. So I think that's why we have to go to Tanaka. I think it's a budget move. You get him for a year, let him prove himself, and then we'll see what happens after that. But I really feel like this move eliminates Paxton eliminates Hap, still opens the door for Tanaka, which I'm okay with. I'm not sure if you are. I, I I'm going to stick to I prefer I would prefer they not sign him. Wow, no Tanaka for you huh? again. Un, unless yeah, I, I'm not I'm not into it. Okay, you're allowed. I I I don't need what he does in the regular season. I, I think that's replaceable, and I would rather have somebody who can really give me something more in the postseason. I I don't think he's a big game postseason pitcher. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. But so, okay. So then, are you saying, are you saying you go Bauer no matter what, or is there other options for you? Because I've I've heard some other options. I wouldn't complain if they trotted out Garrett Cole, Corey Kluber, Trevor Bauer, and then you know Luis Severino, Davy Garcia. And, Herman one of these Schmidt. other guys to round out, you know, the four and five. Montgomery. Forgot about Montgomery. 
Jordan Montgomery. Forgot about him too. Again, we know this from years and whether you're an older fan or, or, you know, young whippersnapper fans like AJ and I, you can never have too much pitching. So the more pitching you can have, I'd rather have the problem of too much pitching than not enough pitching trying to do something at the trade deadline or, or things like that. So Right, but at the same time, and I'm sorry to cut you off, I don't know if you want to just sign pitchers just to have more pitching. Yankees there a couple of years ago. It was an absolute disaster. It's a problem. I, I'd rather have that problem. Again, I would rather have too much pitching than not enough. Okay. Could they, should they be looking to make some moves in the bullpen? Yeah. You know, one, one other thing that, that I had written down was uh, they missed out on the opportunity to sign Archie Bradley, who winds up signing with the Phillies on what appears to be a very team-friendly contract. Could the Yankees have made that same deal? Maybe. Um. Yeah, but again, Bradley, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Good guy, good pitcher, solid. But, you know, I think our bullpen, I mean, you can never use too much bullpen help. I, I don't I don't know if I like him or not. I'm torn on him. That's fair. I mean, so you, you had mentioned that there were other options out there. Well, what other options for starting pitching or were you going to go the reliever route? Well, who else is out there? Who you looking so, at? So from, from what I'm understanding and <laughs> this could be, I mean, these rumors have been spreading forever. All right. So let's just go with that. Right. Our guy, Clint Frazier, um, has been the subject of trades, plural, since about two years ago. So what I'm since he got here, basically since he, since he got <laughs> here, um, I, I I see Frazier going to the Cubbies, and the Yankees in return getting Kyle Hendricks or Castillo from the Cubs. So there's some more pitching options there. Kyle Hendricks, I think, is a good pitcher. Uh, but I don't know if he's a really solid American League pitcher. He's a good National League pitcher. I don't know how that's going to correlate into the American League, but that's what I saw. And that's a uh, courtesy of speculation through Fansided, where they have a couple of potential trades to send Clint Frazier in a, very, in a variety of places. And the article is three Clint Frazier trades that could pave the way for Marcel Ozuna. And why the Yankees want Marcel Ozuna? I don't know. I guess we just need more outfielders. Can't get enough pitching. Can't get enough outfielders. I guess so. And actually, I was also going to bring up uh, the Yankees had been linked to Cincinnati Red Luis Castillo, but apparently he signed a one-year deal earlier today as well. So Where'd he Castillo go? off the table from from the uh, he resigned with the Reds. Yeah, good for him. So for the Yankees, there are still some some pitching options out there. So uh, CBS Sports has an article out there, MLB free agent tracker, hot stove signings, top 60, top 60 free agents after the White Sox land Liam Hendricks, not to be confused with Kyle Hendricks. So obviously, Chris's favorite, Trevor Bauer, is available. So he's one of your guys. So have Tanaka. He's actually a top 10 free agent. So how about that? Who I also heard uh, maybe linked to San Diego. I saw that as well. Oh, well. There you go. You get your wish. James Paxson, number 18 <laughs> on the list. You have Brad Hand, relief pitcher. So I'm hearing hearing the Mets are hot and heavy on uh, Brad Hand. What do you think about Adam Wainwright? Starter or a reliever? Oh, as a starter. Yeah, bring him in. Why not? Wow. You're just taking everybody. <laughs> All right. Jake Odorizzi? Nope. Hmm. Not now. Taiwan Walker? Big dude. No. No. Not interested. Okay. Okay. 
Corey Kluber. You let me down on fantasy too many times. <laughs> That's why I don't play fantasy. <laughs> Corey Kluber. What do you think uh, about Corey yes. Kluber? Yes, yes. I, I, think, I, think, I think they should offer him one year's $10 million. And with incentives? You know a what? great deal. I think yeah. he would do it. I think he would that'd do be, it. That would be a great deal. Yeah, he's great number deal. 30 on, on the list of top 60. And he, all, and he was intentional, to, we, we joke, but he only wanted to sign a one-year deal wherever he went yes. to prove himself. That is exactly what it is. Correct. Correct. Now, granted, at age 34, he's going to pitch his ass off in hopes of signing a two- to three-year deal off of this year. That would be my assumption. Yeah. 34 years old, two- or three-year deal after this. I don't know. Coming off injuries? Hey, Tyler Clippard is out there. Want to bring him back for the bullpen? The Yankee Clippard. No. No, definitely not. Okay, I just want to see what you say. So there's a couple options for out there for free agents. I honestly think it's going to come down to a trade, and I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see one of the guys that we've been we've been putting together. We've been saying Frazier, we've been saying Andujar, we've said Voigt. I don't think Voigt's on the trading block, but I think one of those two guys, Frazier or Andujar, will say bye bye, and they'll be traded for pitching. And you know what? Sadly, I think. If a trade happens, it's going to be Clint Frazier who moves on to another location. And then you know what's going to happen? He is going to explode in terms of what he his potential is. And he will live up to the potential and it will not be in pinstripes. And I, I think it's good for him. I want him to do well. Like, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence with him. Like, I like him, but I don't want to like him. I see him. him being the 21st century Jay Buhner. Where no we will way. trade him away, we will trade him away, and he will come back to haunt us again I don't, and again. I don't think he's going to be that good, Chris. I don't think he's going to be that good. I don't think so. I think. Well, he's remember, folks, be- at the top of this episode, AJ reminded you: whatever he says, bank on the opposite. <laughs> but gotcha. I just this I understand. But this is from just years of just watching. Frazier, dude can hit. Dude know, can hit. I just, know he can. But I think he's. A I want to see what he can do in a season where he gets. 450 to 600 at bats. I would love to see him get the opportunity to be the everyday left fielder for a full 162 game season. I think he's a head play case. every day. I'm sorry. I think I, he's, I, I, th- I think he's 30 home runs, 90 to 120 RBIs, bat him seventh. Not, you are high on Clint Frazier. You, you really like Clint Frazier. I do. Wow. Okay. I'm not there. Sorry. That's fine. I like Clint. Again, we're at that strange time with the Yankees where they've got a core group of young guys, but they still have some of these aging veterans that I don't think we need to hold on to. Hence, the reason I don't want Tanaka. I'm okay with saying goodbye to Brett Gardner, you know, and and you figure, again, to to support your claim of, you know, Clint being the one to go, they did just make that trade for, I don't even know his name, outfielder from San Diego. Craig Allen. Craig Allen. You know, why are we bringing in another outfielder? Don't know. Can't figure that out for the life of me. Got to be honest with you. The dude was, was a, I think he was DFA'd and they still made the trade for him. And they gave up nothing for him. I don't know. Now, to be fair, a few years ago, I'm not saying this is the same thing, but it could be similar. When Aaron Hicks showed up in the Bronx as this off-cast outfielder from the Twins, nobody thought, oh, great, we got Aaron Hicks. But now... You know, I I read at least two articles this week that talk about Aaron Hicks being the key to the Yankee outfield in 2021. Yeah, he should be. He's a starting center fielder for the Yankees. Sorry, he really that way. He really should be better than what he's been. Granted, I know Tommy John. I get it, but still, 
So I'm expecting a big year out of him. And I I don't want to go too far down the, you know, who we're expecting what from. That That's what our 2021 season preview will be for as we uh, are 30 days out from the start of spring training. Uh, I don't have the date for the Yankees, but it's usually around Valentine's Day when I can love my wife and also be excited that the Yankees are back, which is coming. <laughs> so there you go. Do we want to talk about arbitration? Let's, I think we do. let's let's get into our arbitration. Let's do it. All right. So the Yankees have agreed to terms with the following players who are arbitration eligible. Clint Frazier, Chad Green, Aaron Judge, Jordan Montgomery, Gary Sanchez, Gleyber Torres, Gio Urshela, and Luke Voigt have all agreed to one-year non-guaranteed contracts, thus avoiding arbitration. AJ, tell the people what these players won. These guys got money. They won a lot of money. They got millions. So Aaron Judge signs for 10.175 mil. Gleyber Torres gets $4 million. Urshela, 4.65. Gary Sanchez racking up $6.35 million. I could bat 130 and 140, probably not many home runs, but I, I could do that. I could, And I could probably still throw. I can do that <laughs> for 6.35. I can do that. Luke Voigt, $4.7 million. Jordan Montgomery, a whopping... Two point one three, and your boy Frazier two point one million. Chad Green, uh, we're still waiting for numbers from him. The numbers were not disclosed at the time of this recording. Money, 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 money. money. <laughs> I, I can't hit that high note anymore. Anyway, so you you joke about you could put up Sanchez's numbers, and I look at Luke Voigt's contract and I say I could play a better defensive first base than him. <laughs> For $4.7 million. Maybe Jason Giambi can play a better defensive first base than him. <laughs> Just saying, I'm available. I would quit my day job to go play first base for the Yankees. I wouldn't even need if that much could, money. If they could DH for me. I'd be in a... I'd be a <laughs> no, you, can, you can rookie of the year it. Just stand there. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. No, look, look, uh, look I, I will take... I don't even... I don't, I'm not a math guy. I was a social studies guy. So give me... I, I don't know, a sixth. How about that? Give me a sixth of, of any of those contracts. You got to get at least mid- league minimum, which I think is like 500 Yeah. Yeah. All right, fine. I'll even go okay, below twist, league. Tw- twist my <laughs> arm. Twist my arm. Yeah. I'll go. <laughs> look, I'll take 400 though. I'll stand there. I can play first base. I can. I, I won't be a catcher. There's no chance of that. All right. So, so this, uh, this team is slowly coming together. And spring is right around the corner. It's exciting. It is exciting. Now, speaking of exciting, and we, we we jumped right in because, again, it's important that DJ LeMahieu signed his contract and Corey Kluber coming out of, I was going to say left field, but we'll say coming out of the bullpen. <laughs> a nice surprise to, to end the day. But uh, AJ, we totally poo-pooed and forgot to do our Yankee trivia question for today. Now, we do, we're do. we going to do the question. We'll do the question and we'll put a little pause and give you a chance to answer the question. Uh, but today's question does not come from my dad. I, I don't know. He's, he's not texting me right now for whatever reason. So I did not get a question from my pops. But you do have a source for today's question. So first, where did the question come from, AJ? Oh, no. I can't give that away. Oh, okay. All right. I, so can, I can't give that away then? because just in case, if you, the listener, has this. Have the same source. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Got you. Got we'll you. never be able to do this. But here is your question. 
You ready for this, Chris? In 2003, keyword, 2003, this Yankee rookie was the first to start an all-star game since Tom Tresh did so in 1962. Name that Yankee. I don't know, AJ. Name that Yankee. Who, in 2003, started the all-star game for the first time since 1962 as a Yankee rookie. Who was it? The gentleman known as Hideki Matsui. It's a thriller by Godzilla. Oh, that's baseball, Susan. That's baseball, Susan. 2003 seems like so long ago. Yes. Yes, it does. Because I think I teach students who were born after 2003. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. By the way, teacher here, also a Yankee fan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely teaching kids who did not see that happen in 2003. <laughs> I'm almost at the point, and I don't want to say like, actually, you know what? I, I have students in my school who have never seen a Yankees World Series. That's yeah, because you're at That's the- That's heartbreaking. Yeah. I got five through eighth grade in my school. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Poor kids. <laughs> oh man. Wow. Well, AJ, just cements one thing as fact. We're getting old. We're getting old and it's time. It is time to end the podcast for today. <laughs> I was saying it's time to win number 28, but let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. You know, so in our next episode, we, we got a couple things we left off the docket for today um, that we will save for next time. And one of them I'll tease and one of them I won't. So you have to stick around and uh, tune in for episode six. But I saw an article on MLB.com. It's one of these funny ones, AJ, where they predict the next 10 World Series winners and they give you some scenarios. So we'll have some fun with that in our next episode. And we're going to talk about a little Yankee tradition that involves music. And that'll be coming up in episode six of the chase for 28 podcast a real quick shout out thank you for those of our of our of our friends and followers now on the twitter we got some great great love from the twitter uh rider green derek not jeter jason garrett not the offensive coordinator not that jason garrett <laughs> not that and, jason garrett uh, prospect kyle mcdonald yankee prospect What's shout up, out kyle to What's up, Kyle? Uh, shout out to our uh, new followers. We appreciate you. We love you. Tweet at us. What do you want to hear? Where do you want to go? Love to have you on the show, everybody. Get your point of view across. Yeah. We're all Yankee fans. I, 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 I will put this out there. I would be particularly interested in talking to someone like a Kyle McDonald, who is a Yankee prospect. And certainly, I would have a lot of questions for somebody like that. So, Kyle, we're going to reach out to you. Be ready. Come on the chase, because you're a part of this. The work you do, the time you put in, maybe you'll be one of the keys to help us win that 28th ring, which means it's just not going to happen this year. <laughs> but uh, maybe be on our Chase for 29 podcast. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. There you go. So that's going to do it for this episode of Chase for 28. If you have opinions, questions, comments, again, we want to hear from you. You could email us feedback at chasefor28.com or like AJ just shouted out, you can connect with us on Twitter. The show is at Chase for 28 Pod. I am at CJ Nessie. He is at AJ Bianco. And we want to thank you for listening to this episode. AJ, tell the people how they can support the show. Yeah, everybody, you can support the show in three ways. First, tell a fellow Yankee fan about the podcast. Second, 
become a legend by visiting chasefor28.com slash legend. And third, grab some Chase for 28 merch. Visit chasefor28.com slash merch and go get some of those good looking shirts. And of course, follow us on Twitter at chasefor28pod. For all of us here at Not The Yes Network, this has been another episode of the Chase for 28. We'll see you next time.